welcome to Upbringing. We're Hannah and Kelty, twins, mothers, and works in progress. Upbringing is a movement that empowers us all to engage bravely with the hardest aspects of parenting, to create positive change in ourselves, our families, and the world. Join us to build intention, elevate skills, and align our parenting practices with our greatest ideals. When we practice trust over fear, connection over control, and progress over perfection, we're not just raising our kids, we're raising ourselves. Let's show up and grow up. Today's episode is supported by Revival Rugs, a company founded by four friends, one couple in Oakland, California, and the other in Istanbul, Turkey. We are big time vintage rug ladies for Mm -hmm. sure. And what we love is how Revival simplifies the rug shopping experience. They carefully source their one-of-a-kind vintage rugs from all over Turkey and display them beautifully on their site. And then they send them directly to your door with free shipping, minus the stress and the markup. Learn more about Revival Rugs and support Upbringing by visiting today's show notes or our partners page at upbringing.co. Now onto our empowerment. Happy Friday, kids. Welcome to our second empowerment episode. We grabbed some beverages, sat down, and recorded our second video that's now up on our site as well as YouTube. The audio from that happy hour is what you'll be hearing here today. Most of these empowerment episodes will revolve around Dear Upbringing, where listeners share a challenge that we discuss, or around The Power Of, which focuses on one magical power that we can become more aware of and practice channeling as parents. Today, though, we will talk about our empowerments, touchstones we turn to to align our dreams with our daily struggles. You'll learn lots more in the coming minutes. We had a really great unscripted discussion, though there was a lot of coughing. Yes. Anyway, we hope you enjoy it as much as we did. Here we go. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Welcome to our empowerment episode and dear happy, dear happy hour, dear (laughs) upbringing, uh, happy hour number two. Yeah. Cheers though. Cheers. Mm -hmm. Um, we're we're still not doing a dear upbringing. We're not quite there yet, guys. No. <clears throat> we got another warm up in us. I think that this really shows that we want to be understood. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The reason we're not diving into all of these upbringings being like, do this, do that. I see this, I see that. Mm-hmm. We don't want to come off as disconnected know-it-alls that mm-hmm. um, push you away. We want to bring you in to our process, to the way we think, to what we're doing with our kids um, and with other people that we're working with. Um, we want it to be transparent in that way and collaborative and um, just well understood. And that's what I mean. I think yeah. that talking about it, we're not going to over talk about stuff, but just this is going to help us everyone create a deeper understanding around the way we engage with these tough topics, mm-hmm. basically. So today we're going to talk about the empowerments. Um, you guys may have heard episode number four, uh, the welcome to on the podcast, on the yeah. podcast. and we talked a lot about it mm-hmm. on that. I think we've read through them even. And we're going to do that again today just to mm-hmm. kind of warm everyone up because we have 12 empowerments and they're all going to be factoring into these dear upbringing kind of queries. Mm-hmm. Um, they inform our approach. They We kind of see them like touchstones, mm-hmm. the kind of guideposts. Um, Mantras, to, yeah. Yeah, just to help us kind of reflect back what we're doing and why. Mm-hmm. Um, and... As we mentioned in the podcast episode, um, they're a little bit unusual for values or ideals. They're not the usual um, things you see on a chalkboard or on a mug or on a Pinterest Mm -hmm. board or whatever. They aren't platitudes. They aren't um, 
what you would call inspiring necessarily. Some of them are a little bit maybe off-putting or peculiar or frustrating to read. We'll read them out loud, but Mm -hmm. the reason we went about um, designing them this way was because we realized that um, in the heat of the moment when we were going through challenges with our kids, relying on something like keep calm and carry on or... (laughs) We all Um, love each other. other. Yeah, like, you know, we respect each other in this family or things like that where it's like with the best intentions you say these things or have these mantras. Those just kind of leave us cold a little bit. They weren't serving us in the moment. They weren't empowering us. And that's why we call these empowerments to change, to change our thinking, to change our behavior, to change our connections to to our kids. And to really feel aligned and connected to our big values. Mm -hmm. So it all started sort of started with, wow. Okay, I have all these big value hopes for my for my kids, mm-hmm. for the, the type of person I hope they'll become, for the type of life I hope they'll be able to live, have the opportunity to live, um, for these traits that I hope they'll um, be able to embody. Give some I, examples. I, I think that would make them happy. I don't right. know. Like, you want them to be resilient. You want them to these be... These are our hopes. Compassionate, respectful, responsible, um, empathetic. Um, what else? Self-motivated. Yeah. Um, thoughtful. Thoughtful, yeah. creative, innovative. Yeah. Um, yeah, all those things. All those things. We, we all share so, those things. So we have yeah. those things. And then we I think we started realizing that a lot of our challenges in in our like in our parenting experience were weren't based necessarily just around being triggered by obnoxious behaviors, but because there's this underlying discomfort of what I'm seeing right now is so like far from this ideal and Mm -hmm. disconnected, not even disconnected, like stands in the face of Mm. like, it was really opposed to those ideals. So there's this underlying discomfort and fear of I'm seeing this right now. How -hmm. are we going to get to there? Mm -hmm. And, and that causes a lot of the stress that makes us act in ways that can actually undermine those ideals and those things. You know, when we get scared and get worried, is my kid going to turn out into an asshole or ungrateful, for example, or be irresponsible that might lead us to over-control rude. them to, you know, use particular manners that then cause resistance and reduce the likelihood of them actually, yeah, cultivating gratitude or politeness or thoughtfulness or whatever. Yeah. So we don't we don't want to work backwards. We want to be aligned. We want to have a connection between um, how we would envision our kids to grow up. Your hand like right in front Sorry. of your face. Um, and um, how we envision them to grow up, the type of people that we're mm-hmm. hoping to raise, which we don't actually have that much no, control over. because it's them. It's but them. of what we do have control over, what can we be doing to actually help that happen? And syncing up that day-to-day practice with those ideals yeah. is the idea of our empowerment. And I think it's interesting, too. The empowerments are sort of we had to work backwards a little bit. Mm-hmm. So like Hannah said, these aren't um, written with this hopeful, optimistic thing. They are worded from the struggle, from mm-hmm. the, the obstacle to those dreams. Mm-hmm. We so, reverse engineered them a little yeah, bit. What's yeah. an example of that? I have them right here, <clears throat> but um, what's a good example of that? Oh, um, we meet our kids where they are is a good example. So when we get frustrated that our kid is unable to XYZ, mm-hmm. um, when we 
we, we get this feeling of frustration, like they should be able to mm-hmm. this. I need them to do this, or I want them to be able to learn to whatever. So or they they've can. done this before. Now they're not doing it. Like, right. Yeah. Right. Whatever it is. But the obstacle around that is they, they're just not doing it. They can't do it. They mm-hmm. won't do it. And so we created the, the empowerment. We meet our kids where they are because evidence shows that developmental readiness looks a million different ways. Things take time. They don't happen overnight. Most of the problems we have in that realm are based on expectations we have that they cannot yet live up to because of skills, because of unmet needs of theirs. It's it's more than just simply they won't do it and this sucks. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more at stake. But the, the basis of that is that we need to meet them where they are if we're going to start from that place and build skills, build connection, build awareness, all of those things. Yeah. So that's how that one kind of came about. Yeah, so they yeah. they end up being these sort of like backward (laughs) built reminders Mm -hmm. um, in large part to control less and trust more. Mm -hmm. And we realize that's a big ask and makes everybody be like, yeah, fuck you. It's really hard to control less and trust more. (coughs) But I I also see it as Mm -hmm. doing work um, in a different way, just Mm. channeling your energies elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Talk Um, about it like an energy transfer. yeah. Yeah, and oftentimes, you know, working more on the back end, on the front end, in order to be able to engage really mindfully and less obtrusively. And yeah. I think um, that's what it is, on, is. In the actual moment. Yeah, yeah. We're, working the empowerments and doing all this stuff is a more kind of like nuanced mm-hmm. way to, than what we used to do, <laughs> approach interacting <laughs> yeah. with our children. And I think that's okay. We're all, we all were raised certain ways. We all see, you know, this parenting and interactions in public on TV mm-hmm. and all these things, and and they're not very nuanced always, mm-hmm. um, or maybe they are, but we just don't. We're not made to understand them, so mm-hmm. um, they're so, they're a bit caricatured for sure. Yeah. So you don't see what's going on behind the scenes, and and we believe that most of the the important work of mm-hmm. being a parent is done behind the scenes and is done internally. Mm-hmm. Um, inside and, job, right? Yeah, and it's an inside job, and that. And just trying to kind of like rejigger and shake off mm-hmm. those more obvious forms of mm-hmm. um, gaining gaining compliance and mm-hmm. doing all these things. Well, yeah. and you'll notice, like, I think some of them people might read and be like, we don't own our children? Like, that is fucking ridiculous. Yes, we do. Yeah. Or we welcome all emotions? Absolutely not. There are some emotions that we do not welcome. Like Not in this, our house. This goes yeah. in in the face and turns a lot of the parenting and conventional wisdom things on its head, you know, mm-hmm. because it says, no, we don't actually have to do that. And this is coming from our personal place and our um, kind of process. So you may totally disagree with some of these, or you may be like, I've never thought of that. I need to be more convinced. Yeah. Or you may be outright mm-hmm. like, I completely disagree. And you we know? want to hear yeah. about that. We, we do. We, we would love to talk yeah. about Th- These that. have been created from our process. So that's where we're coming from with these. But connected with that too, if some of these are making you uncomfortable, um, we recommend asking yourself why, Mm -hmm. um, which is what we try to do when we feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whether it's reading a parenting book or having a conversation with a friend or if I don't, then you will. You'll be like, why are you so uncomfortable? What's going on? Why is that irking you? Yeah. Um, So yeah, ask yourself why. Mm -hmm. If if you're having some feels. Because these are some big things. These um, can really unearth 
um, a lot of feelings and memories about how we were raised a little bit um, about how we were raised, about our family values, about ways Mm -hmm. that we've treated ourselves or we're treated the way we're treating our children now. And we don't want these to make you feel guilty or make you feel stressed or shameful. Mm -hmm. Um, These are just ideas that we have and feelings we have about our parenting and stuff that we're working on. This is a huge process. This is not like, oh, we've done the whole, we know our influence, don't have to worry about modeling anymore. But that's the whole point of them. This is not a checklist that you just like, you're like, boop, 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 done, done, done. This is is the work of parenting. This is the the constant work of of it. And some days you nail it and some days you don't. Some days you, you have... That, that feeling of that superpower and other days it's this elusive thing that you like you're like I think I one day I had it I don't know where it went mm-hmm. and and that's okay too you know so thinking about these as just reminders that you can keep in your pocket to pull mm-hmm. out uh, when if they you, resonate if they resonate yeah. and when you need them and yeah. when you're able mm-hmm. um, in the moment mm-hmm. yeah yeah so Touchstones. Should we, let's, yeah let's, let's dive in let's them. breeze through these okay so the first one is we are not done yet yeah. oh i was gonna say no you oh. go ahead do you want me to no, do you it? go ahead yeah. okay um we may be grown-ups but we are not done growing um, we want our journey as parents to be about progress not perfection so we begin each day fresh with the acknowledgement that we have just as much growing up to do as our kids yeah, I feel like that's kind of it's the first one for a reason because mm-hmm. it Let's takes start that, here. it takes that official acknowledgement <laughs> that uh, we don't have all the answers. We're not done. We're not like I'm an adult, so that we might be in charge. Go. We might be the parent, but that we don't necessarily always know best. That we're on a journey alongside our kids to be learning yeah. about ourselves, to be learning about how to collaborate and cooperate and problem solve and connect and trust all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that as they learn, you and I talk about, we are unlearning quite a yeah. bit of things and rejiggering and calibrating and just figuring out like who we are and yeah. why we're doing what we're doing. And just sort of embracing, um, it, it doesn't feel like a good feeling right away, but it gets to be a better <laughs> feeling. Embracing the ability to say like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. And it really gets easier the more you say it, say it it's in, very in the liberating. mirror to yourself. It's very a, liberating. A few times in the morning when you're brushing your teeth. Well, I don't know, and I'm not supposed to. Yeah. Like, and that's okay. That, yeah. That, and in a big way, too, it's just kind of like making buddies with your ego mm-hmm. and um, recognizing it as a part of you that doesn't have to be, like, controlling you mm-hmm. and just be, having, like, a... Mm-hmm. Kind thanks, of like thanks relationship. Little ego. Thanks, little ego. Mm-hmm. I got this. But I'm like, still growing. But like you and I mentioned on the podcast... Um, acknowledging that we don't know everything and that we aren't done growing yet mm-hmm. somehow gives us permission then to grow, to learn. Mm-hmm. If we think that we're perfect and done, then we're not going to be as likely to say that we messed up and we might need to learn something and, and, or to be and, willing to and open to and, yeah. you know. any new knowledge is it can be threatening. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we want to be open. We want to be curious. We want to be ready we to be grow about progress. We want to be yeah. humble and feel like we're on this journey with our kids and that that's okay that's how it's meant to be yeah yeah okay we know our influence the way we move through the world affects our kids development more than anything we can explicitly teach them when we choose to model positive behaviors instead of over controlling our kids we're all growing up together Hmm. model 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 i know i feel like everyone that comes up we're gonna be like this is a big one parenting (laughs) superpower (laughs) yeah knowing our influence yeah, it's 
it's a big responsibility, like everything is. But in in some ways, we talked about this in the in the last empowerment um, dear upbringing episode about in in trusting that our kid is doing the things they need to do, and trusting that we're all playing the long game, and trusting that this mm-hmm. is a process. Um, we can trust that if we keep doing what we need to be doing, that's going to make huge and have a huge effect and a positive effect on mm-hmm. our kids, on our dynamic, on our family as a whole. You know, our little kids are sponges. They they see us, they look up to us, they want to be like us, and I think we can really mm-hmm. underestimate the power of modeling and mm-hmm. end up thinking that we have to resort to controlling them using incentives, rewards, punishments, consequences mm-hmm. when what we can really just be doing is living the life that we want to see them living at a certain yeah. point that we believe in, and it's a really it's, it feels hands off. It feels um, yeah, but it comes a it comes back to that idea of nuance, mm-hmm. um, and we don't want to be that heavy handed ball buster ball buster hatchet like yeah. that that is drilling in and thinking about how in an, in that nuanced way our kids learn so well mm-hmm. implicitly mm-hmm. through through examples observation. through their environment through observation way more than people through realize. like engagement basically than as being opposed told. to explicit learning mm-hmm. uh, where they're being told where they're being taught where mm-hmm. where all these things are happening that that many of us have been raised is is part and parcel of parenting mm-hmm. um, but yeah so I think becoming aware of the power of our own modeling is important because then we can leverage that and that's leveraging it in a good way not in a manipulative way yeah. in a really natural respectful kind of way and uh, an amazing side effect of it too is as you're doing it you're becoming a better version of yourself yeah. so it, it forces you to look to look at yourself and think hmm I really want them to be saying please and thank you more maybe I should be saying please and thank you more so I want them to brush their teeth every night yeah. maybe I should do it at the same time as they do right and like, make sure because I, sometimes I don't brush my teeth every night or whatever it is right. or but, I clean up at, before I go or whatever it yeah, is but it kind of it puts you in a mindful space of what can you be doing for yourself to be bettering yourself and also to be kind of giving th- this good impression to mm-hmm. them um, and it and it makes you in your less in your more powerless feeling moments feel very powerful mm-hmm. but in the best possible way but again the the power difference instead of control is influence and influence yeah. lasts longer than the moment and it builds relationships yeah. and builds families and i think yeah. we talk about this one a lot um, around the things that the behaviors that we want to instill the most, mm-hmm. like um, cleaning up, or, or manners, or um, a love of good food, or these whatever we really, whenever we get that desperate yeah. feeling, like I just really want them to whatever, that's when it's kind of a ding ding for us to be very careful around how we control this, mm-hmm. and that often we should be using our influence uh, a lot more than we've thought to. Mm-hmm. We see the hard stuff as the good stuff. So though we're programmed to avoid discomfort, the hard stuff happens to be our greatest opportunity to thrive. Leaning into the struggles of daily life sets us free and allows us to build brains, skills, and connection within our families. We talk about this one a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of our main thing. It is. Yeah. I think uh, in one of our intro episodes, we also talked about how it's so easy to when difficult things happen and you have your challenges to be scared of them and Mm -hmm. not know how to handle them and just want to kind of sweep them under the rug um, and just kind of be in denial and we've all been there you know it's 
it's just, it's easy to kind of like get rolling in that momentum of, of not wanting to dig in and analyze because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what to do or to minimize either to minimize or to like blow them out of proportion. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think that at a certain point we decided instead of wanting to be in denial that those challenges exist, we decided to be in denial that they were bad. We just decided to be like, let's just say these things are good. Let's say this is great. Let's say the hardest things mm-hmm. are awesome. And that forced us, and I think we started doing that because we were like, wow, this is really hard, hard jobs. aren't going away. <laughs> like, they're not going this away. They're not going anywhere. Part and parcel. <laughs> yeah. So if these are here to stay, if these challenges are are a huge part of parenting and they're not going anywhere and a huge part of like being a human, the human condition. How can we accept um, them? Yeah. How can and we, I think we, we tend know. to silver lining stuff like that anyway, mm-hmm. but it's really more, it, it started off as a silver lining thing and I think it became something a lot bigger mm-hmm. because it made us say, okay, so they're good. And then it made us say, why, mm-hmm. why are they good? So to, to justify this, this crazy idea to ourselves, mm-hmm. well, why? And it's beyond the idea too. It's like, it's what we read. It's it's evidence based that so many of these difficult things aren't just normal and common, but they are mm-hmm. valuable, and therefore it matters a great deal how we handle them, how we manage mm-hmm. them, how we engage with them. And so the hard stuff is the good stuff because it's an opportunity to build skills, to build brains, to build our connection and nurture mm-hmm. those things. They're really really good opportunities. Um, they're just really hard to not be triggered by or react to mm-hmm. or be, you know, we've been programmed to see that's a good thing. That's a bad thing. This is a great thing. This is a sad thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's just the way our minds work naturally. So it's really difficult, mm-hmm. um, to all of a sudden change our mindset about those things. Yeah. But I think having this empowerment has helped us to, and a lot of our friends too, they'll come to us and say, so the hard stuff's the good stuff. Let me tell you a little story and you can tell me how, how's that good? How's that, how's that good stuff? Yeah. And that's what we love to hear. That's mm-hmm. what we love to talk that's about. That's what your upbringing like, is. <laughs> we, we will fucking tell you why it's all good stuff mm-hmm. because it is. And yeah. we hope that you'll start asking yourself those questions And then too. telling yourself that answer Yeah. and telling other people that answer. It, just, it, it requires, yes, it requires um, asking yourself and saying, this is good because mm-hmm. like, why is this good? And, and searching for that meaning, mm-hmm. searching for because that. Because it's there. Yeah, for mm-hmm. that little glimmer. It's it's there. Yeah. It's always there. <sighs> we meet our kids where they are. Kids experience the world along their own timetables, not based on our expectations. Trusting in this unique development requires us to step back, observe, and celebrate what our kids can do, rather than focus on or attempt to control what they aren't yet able. Oy, oy, oy. That's a big one. <laughs> That's a big one too. <laughs> Meeting our kids where they are. Um, I mean, this is meet, meet anyone where they are. I know. This is really like, like the big thing of like, yeah. And your coworker and your mother-in-law and your and partner. Your, yeah. yeah. Everybody. But just that idea of seeing somebody as they are for who they are in this moment mm-hmm. and not thinking that they need to be different necessarily. Yeah. That is just I think that it, sounds it's, crazy. It's it's all about expectations. This one, mm-hmm. and it's about making a choice to to suffer or not to suffer, as mm-hmm. far as I'm concerned. And when you choose to meet someone where they are, whether it's your kid or your partner or yourself mm-hmm. um, or anyone, you're able to embrace the as is. You're able to seek to understand you're able to seek to connect well, um, when you're 
meeting someone where they are, there's no resistance. And mm-hmm. resistance causes disconnection. Resistance <laughs> polarizes people and thoughts and feelings and experiences. Mm-hmm. And when you accept the as is of where somebody is, like your kid cannot put their fucking shoes on before they walk mm-hmm. out the door or do whatever, then mm-hmm. that lets you then, okay, where are we moving from here? In a, From a positive connected mm-hmm. understanding it, it place. Keep, it keeps you rolling instead of roadblocking But it yourself. helps you move from a place of abundance and, and problem solving and positivity than from a place of resentment and lack and mm-hmm. anger and frustration and mm-hmm. reactivity. It really changes I, the place that yeah. you act. That's what it is for me. I think for me, this one came about in just in terms of replacing a word. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that word was won't and, and I've replaced mm-hmm. it to can't. Mm-hmm. And that was just a, such a, a huge game changer to me um, mm-hmm. when I was experiencing something with myself, something with anyone in my family um, or friends just saying, not they won't say they're sorry or they won't. Because that assumes the that they it, can, but don't want but to. But don't want to. Yeah. And, and just saying they can't. Like, and, and same for myself. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't take a shower last night. I, I could, but I just couldn't mm-hmm. do it. You know? Or I couldn't respond nicely to my child Mm-hmm. when they did whatever and that's just you weren't refusing you just weren't able i, I wasn't able yeah. and then for our kids we really have to be allowing those things because kids development is so ebb and flow it's so unique to every kid yeah. it's it's but so that can constantly be, changing but that's like, what can be so discombobulating to yeah. people is my neighbor's kid was doing this by this age. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't they at six My be first able to kid do was. this? Yeah. Right. Or like they're a year old. I think they should be able to spend three hours in a shopping cart at Target, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have all of these, like I said, expectations. It's these expectations that we have to. They're not be, real. They're not real. They're, expectations are not reality. We hold on to them so dearly. I love my expectations. I love mine too. They, I know them yeah. so well. They're so near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Like, it is so hard to let them go, mm-hmm. but we talk about the wall of expectations. Oh yeah, we do. Maybe we'll do that another time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll well, it's time. a wall. It's it's a huge. We'll go wall. on from there. Yeah. Okay. Um, anything else about meeting kids where they are? It's hard work, but it is honorable work, and, and it is constant. It is constant, and you make it sound really hard, though. I, I feel like at a certain point, meeting our kids where they are became this huge relief. Mm-hmm because I realized how much I was trying to control them and fit them into these ideas and fit my day and my things and into yeah. these spaces expectations. that didn't that didn't fit and at a certain point and it's not like I just was like never mind expectations never mind no, hopes and that's dreams not what this is and yeah. we should maybe address that but this doesn't yeah. mean let go of all expectations yeah. like well I guess my kid will never clean up for anything so I won't work with them mm-hmm. I guess whatever that's not what we're saying what I was saying is it's a place to go from it's mm-hmm. a positive place to go from there it's not letting everything out the window <clears throat> and being a doormat but but I was just trying to say that yeah. like embracing this in in those tough moments becomes a relief of a burden mm-hmm. a burden that something should be happening that's not and just a, and really, a burden really to just burdensome. feel shitty all the time and feel mm-hmm. angsty like whenever i feel angsty it's because i have an expectation that's unrealistic for another person in my life mm-hmm. or even myself and yeah. looking at Off our own yourself. expectations <laughs> not just getting to know our own expectations but getting to know the unique development and process of the other people in our lives is mm-hmm. what this one's all about. Yeah. We look inward. Many challenges in parenting are colored by our own subconscious stressors, baggage, and expectations. 
Cultivating self-awareness reveals our power to ease our discomfort and consciously support our kids through their more challenging behaviors. Okay. Okay. Looking inward. Yeah. This one we had to reword a couple times, mm-hmm. and our friend Katie helped us with this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's a tougher one to explain in some ways. Well, it's based in the idea that parenting is an inside job, mm-hmm. that we're talking as parents right now, and we're talking from our own experiences and perspectives, and those are just ours, and those mm-hmm. are very um, impactful and really affect how we see the world, how we see our kids, how we see ourselves. And some of those things we don't even we don't even really know or connect with necessarily. Yeah, but I think this this one is sort of connected to the last one where we meet our kids where they are, which is examining our expectations. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's the big work of that one is looking inside and being mm-hmm. like, why is this irking me? Why is mm-hmm. this so important? Why is whatever? And looking yeah. inward is kind of the bigger shape of that, mm-hmm. which is saying which is always saying why, like why about this thing, mm-hmm. you know, and and just kind of kind of looking looking inside and looking deep about how not not that you could be at fault, but how your own um, experience is being affected by your baggage, your triggers, your past, mm-hmm. your expectations, yeah. all of those things. It's, it's the idea of not just accepting your narrative as the book that everything is else needs to be written by like mm-hmm. it's saying this this is my draft this the way i'm looking at my life is just the experiences that i've had before and are those serving me right now are they serving the situation with my kid where this is happening are they serving our relationship mm-hmm. are they serving my day-to-day happiness and fulfillment let's think about it where why is this making me so yeah, mad i think it requires a lot of curiosity mm-hmm. and and forgiveness mm-hmm. um and yeah you might get mad at your parents a lot, <laughs> or your in-laws, yeah, um, yeah, or yourself or your partner. But yeah. it's it's all there, good. there's a lot of baggage in examining your baggage. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? <laughs> but it's worthy. It's worthy work because it can help yeah. separate us and our experience from the situation with our kids, well, think, so that we can actually be there to support I them know. and to improve a situation instead of it. just react to it. Often. Um, yeah. In a tough situation with our kids, we we make it a lot worse. We're pouring acid on acid mm-hmm. without even realizing it. Um, and we're making we're it about from. us. Yeah. And what we like to say is, let's limit it to one crazy person at a time. Exactly. So that's what looking inward can hopefully help us do. We don't own our children. Practicing respectful parenting requires a belief in our children as equals. In our role as protector, provider, and guide, it's our job to balance our substantial power with a conscious, sensitive respect for our kids' minds, bodies, and experiences as their own. Cheers to that. Mm-hmm. Yes. We yeah. birth our children. Yeah. We take mighty good care of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yet we do not own them. They are not us. Mm-mm. We are not them. Um, we care for them. We support them. But this idea, what is this kind of, um, the obstacle that this is surrounding? I think, I think this is really around, like everything is control mm-hmm. and just thinking that we know best and thinking that we should control um, and manipulate our kids in a way that, that is disrespectful mm-hmm. to them. And, and we're compelled to often <laughs> and it, understandably so. Mm-hmm. And this is a reminder to us that 
they are different from us. They are their separate human being spirits on their own journey with their own needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and that even though we are in charge, that that can also mean that we can be respectful and involve them as much as we can mm-hmm. in participating in their lives, um, which can help them, can help us. I mm-hmm. mean, it's yeah, it builds so many skills. It builds yeah. such cooperation <clears throat> and such magic in our homes. Yeah. But I think yeah. it, the idea is around becoming aware of how much power we actually have and how easily we can wield it and abuse it and abuse it. Yeah. And how we're not saying to be permissive and to let everything go, but we're just saying this is a reminder to us to be very considerate about decisions we make, boundaries we uphold, Mm -hmm. ways we limit our kids or engage them. Yeah. Um, And I think thinking back when we were talking about our values for them, like we want them to be respectful people. We want them to be conscientious of um, consent in other people's bodies. We want them to be uh, thoughtful listeners to other people's voices Mm -hmm. um, and hold space for people's differences and Mm -hmm. and be tolerant Mm -hmm. of other people's thoughts um, and beliefs. And that can only happen if we are doing those things for and with our kids. Honoring their bodies, if Mm -hmm. we're accepting their feelings, if we're respecting their will that we can still parent and be in charge and do those three things because those three things show them that they are a separate person worthy of of respectful treatment and Mm -hmm. separate treatment um and hopefully that will allow them to do that to other people yeah we welcome all emotions when we judge shame or punish an emotion we rob our child of the tools to manage it All emotions are created equal, and when we see each as a path to understanding ourselves and one another better, everyone's self-regulation and emotional intelligence grows. So, we were raised in a culture that said some emotions are good, some emotions are bad. Happy is good, sad, not so good. Nice Nice. is good, mad or mean or whatever is bad. And the worry with that is that when we qualify emotions, um, that can lead us to not work on them. That can lead us to hide repression. That can lead us to um, basically miss out on becoming aware of and working on half of the spectrum of emotions. So this idea is saying if we welcome all emotions, then maybe we will be able to have enough awareness and self-understanding and emotional intelligence to be able to manage those emotions. Yeah, but... That's a big ask. Why mm-hmm. is that so hard? <clears throat> That's hard because accepting our kids' emotions can be incredibly triggering. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. It's unpleasant. Nobody feels good hearing their kid cry. Mm-hmm. Nobody here feels good when their child is screaming at them and saying they hate them and being mean and mm-hmm. nasty mm-hmm. and vindictive. Um, it doesn't feel good. So this empowerment is a a really tough one, but we recognize the value in it. Mm -hmm. And that's why we have it as, as this vital reminder, because our, our instinct, um, is to qualify, like you said, to reject, to judge Mm -hmm. emotions. Um, But that's the thing we all know too, with, with that understanding mm -hmm. of the difficulty, we all personally know that when someone tries to deny an emotion, we have fix it, judge it, shame it, um, make it go away. Any of those things that 
doesn't make our emotion go away. Mm-hmm. That, if anything, really makes <clears throat> us feel worse. And that's the idea here is not just because we want to build our child's emotional intelligence that we should do this and we work do. on this. Yeah. That is a big part of it. But the other part is that we, we just don't want to get situations to get worse. We don't want to create more distance between yeah. our children and themselves, <clears throat> understanding themselves, but also our children and us. And when we resist or reject those emotions and have our own problems dealing with them, we, our kids are less likely to learn how to deal but with them I think, themselves. I think this is one of those things, though, where this is created, too, because we say, like, okay, we want our kids to be <clears throat> emotionally mm-hmm. mature. We want them to be compassionate. We want them to be introspective, all these things. So resilient, mm-hmm. things like that. So when our kid's crying because they fell down, we say, you're okay, you're okay, because we mm-hmm. want them to be resilient. And <clears throat> that's not how resilience is built, though. It's, it's the opposite of how it's built. Mm-hmm. So instead, we would say, oh, you fell. How are you feeling? <clears throat> what happened? And we would let them tell us exactly what they're feeling instead of repressing whatever the feeling is. But that's the whole idea, and it's like this last this last one is, it takes so much pressure off to not have to be in charge of qualifying fixing. and fixing our kids' yeah. emotions to just honor what they are <clears throat> in the moment that they are. You feel frustrated right now. You really didn't want to get in the car, man. And mm-hmm. we don't have to take that onto our... <clears throat> our job list, our baggage to have to fix their frustration. That frustration, every feeling that they have is absolutely valid. So let them experience it. It's a challenge in empathy for us as well. Mm -hmm. You know, like driving down the road, very often for me, it's, I want to get out of the car. I want to get out of the car. Are Mm -hmm. we there yet? I want to get out of the car. Mm -hmm. And it becomes really frustrating to respond with, Mm We're almost there. I said we're almost there. I'm going as fast as I can. I those things like mount up as opposed Where you to want to saying, defend yourself. And, Me too. Yeah. I wish we were there. Mm-hmm. What are we gonna do when we get there? Uh, what do we see out the window? Like but, or but, you, you, we really want to get out of the car right this moment. That's the power of welcoming all emotions. Is that it de-escalates. That's something we yeah. found, and why this is so big is it, it not only de-escalates the situation, but it de-escalates you everything. in the situation. Yeah. Them, <clears throat> us, the <clears throat> situation. It doesn't. Their emotions and feelings about something don't get in the way of our relationship. And that's something I talk mm-hmm. about a lot is, is mm-hmm. this getting in the way of our relationship? And it doesn't need to. Yeah. And when we find the need to fix it or deny it or, you know, just judge it or any of those mm-hmm. things, that's when it gets complicated. So we're just like forgetting about all that stuff. Yeah. Just yeah. bring it on. Yeah. Yeah. We play in the gray. It's natural for us to search for meaning by labeling the world in extremes. Right, wrong, good, bad, easy, hard. Our growth as parents requires the opposite. A commitment to engage, question, and struggle bravely within all of life's complexities. Um, So we play in the gray. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't like talking about this one that much. It's a little bit harder for me because because I'm so comfortable. (laughs) I'm so comfortable in my little safe zones of extremes of black and white thinking. I think we all are. I think our brains are not programmed to exist comfortably within cognitive dissonance of I'm not sure, I don't know, maybe a little of this, this. maybe a little of that, both. Those words make me so frustrated. Yeah. Um, yet that's what parenting is, is existing between those two w- worlds. Yeah. You know, any it's, relationship is. <clears throat> yeah. It's like the messy beauty of navigating those in-betweens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but we have to be doing that. Can you give an example of playing in the gray? Oh. <coughs> <coughs> Putting me on the spot. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
don't know, I guess I generally would think of it as <clears throat> when something isn't going the way you wanted it to. Mm-hmm. So just those moments when you realize you had those expectations for the birthday party to be this, you know, happy, wonderful thing mm-hmm. or um, or an interaction with somebody to <clears throat> play out a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I recognize it the most now because I'm representing those things to my kids. So I'm, mm-hmm. I think of it in terms of like debriefing with them and being like, that was interesting that this happened. Mm-hmm. Or why do you think this? Or um, just those moments that we feel compelled to label something mm-hmm. like, well, that was a failure. Yeah. Or, <clears throat> well, she was mean or terrible. Or any of those labels our brains jump to immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, for security, <clears throat> for safety, for yeah. a feeling that we but, understand. Right. But just this is a, like, playing in the gray is a huge exercise in letting go of our judgments mm-hmm. and examining them. Open-minded thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just, and those first few times you hear your kids say, I don't know, maybe this. Or like <clears throat> the biggest gifts mm-hmm. that you could ever have. Um, yeah. I think it's just, it's the messy in between. It's it's where you got to roll your sleeves up and, and get dirty in it. Mm-hmm. And where where those moments where you're like, it's like there's no answer. It's like, and you're like, yeah, there's no answer. Mm-hmm. It's just it's, being okay with that. It's somehow. being okay in, in the discomfort and in the middle mm-hmm. where... Where it's both, or it's neither, um, where it's maybe, where it has to be. Where it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. It, that kind of in the middle stuff. And I think this is all, again, very vague the way we're talking about this. But very that's why we play in the gray is just this way that we can kind of just attach some kind of word to it to help us key in on those moments where we can be like, yeah, yeah this is playing in the gray. Like, this yeah. is how it This works. is this, this thing, this feeling that's like feels really hard mm-hmm. and doesn't have a label and doesn't have an explanation or a solution. That's playing in the gray. Yeah. We take our role, not ourselves, seriously. Our sense of self can be intricately connected to our important job as parents. When we're able to separate this role from our self-worth and ego, we give ourselves permission to lighten up, laugh at ourselves, give grace, and ultimately grow as people and parents. Mm. I like this one a lot. Um, this it, one, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. <clears throat> this one reminds me a bit of looking inward, but in some ways looking inward is kind of digging in and mm-hmm. this one is more about like detaching, separating, yeah, separating, separating. ego <clears throat> from parent job. Yeah. But it's still connected to looking inward. Mm-hmm. It's, it's still saying what's bugging me about this. Oh, it's because I'm taking it very personally mm-hmm. or. Mm-hmm. This is triggering mm-hmm. me for whatever reason, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I think it's just, it's so easy to get offended, um, by our kids and to <clears throat> feel like, how dare they talk to me that way? How dare they fuck up my kitchen this way? I do how so dare much they... for them. Right. We, because we do, <clears throat> yeah. we do so much for our kids. It is really hard they not are to so feel. They're so ungrateful, aren't yeah, they? Aren't they? <laughs> It's so hard yeah, not to are. feel taken advantage of or yeah. to feel like a sucker or to feel mm-hmm. just resentful and mad. Like, yeah. And it, and it's extra triggering. You think about, can we just think of this as a job? And that's a big ask. You can't just think of it as a job because it is very personal. It's in your life. It's in your, mm-hmm. <clears throat> in your room, in your bathroom, in, in your face mm-hmm. all the time. 
Um, and so making that separation is really hard. But it's something that when we can make that separation, you know, it, it can really help um, <coughs> kind liberating. Of lower our reactivity and yeah. help us disengage from that part of ourselves, our ego, our glittering image, whatever you want to call it, that is not serving us and not helping the situation. <coughs> or our relationship with our kids. <clears throat> um, sorry for that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's something we've been trying to work on. And oftentimes when we get riled up, we're like, wait a second. Am I taking myself mm-hmm. seri- too seriously here? And when you, we can just be like, this is the crazy job I have as a parent, and isn't this insane? Mm-hmm. This it, isn't me. This right. is just this, this is work just I'm doing. This work <clears throat> I'm doing and this role I'm yeah. I'm filling. Kind of like at a job where you're able to like be like, well, I'm clock. I mean, you get to clock out a lot more easily at a job than you do as a parent, but yeah. still, where you're just <clears throat> taking the pressure off and lightening up a little bit and just making sure that you're cared for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And taking I think those steps when to... I think that when we get resentful um, and take ourselves seriously, it's because we're not feeling cared for. We're not <laughs> mm-hmm. feeling seen or heard or, or understood or nurtured. And so that's a nice, a good signal to us to be getting that help. We love unconditionally. Our connection with our kids is the most powerful tool we have. We strive to honor this relationship by never withholding our love and approval to control or punish. When we separate our kids' behavior from their worthiness, we give them a safe space to grow. We're just like, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this one kind of goes back to that um, assumption we have, <clears throat> maybe from our childhood, maybe just like general cultural wisdom, that if our kids do something that we don't want them to do, we need to make them feel bad about it in order to convey that it was a bad choice and, and to that we teach don't want them, them to that they it. shouldn't do it again to teach them not to do it again yeah. um and <clears throat> in the way that we're saying we welcome all emotions all emotions for everything we in this um in this empowerment we love unconditionally is saying um we don't put emotions negative emotions like that or withhold love as the number one emotion um, around our children's behavior. Mm-hmm. We separate emotions We separate from behavior. Them. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, that we don't put what they do or don't do, again, in between our relationship. Mm-hmm. As in, if you do this or don't do this, I might love you a little less. Or yeah. I might love you a little more. It goes both ways. And but so, I, think, I think most people would say that they're not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying if you don't, do, if you don't go clean your room, I, I won't love you as much. No one would think that they're saying that, but I think what research is starting to show is that when we um, add a lot of heat mm-hmm. or add shame or guilt or even just like anger, an angry tone um, to our interactions with our kids, they internalize those things and it affects their sense of worthiness mm-hmm. in a way that we really don't want to happen. And worthiness is in lovability, sense mm-hmm. of... Um, value yeah. or place <clears throat> belonging belonging those types of things yeah. and it's tricky because that's the way we were raised is that if you want to teach something then you need to get upset about it and you to show and emphasize how important that thing is otherwise they won't remember it right it has to be like with your eyes really big and a heavy voice and hands on your hips and research is showing that that is absolutely not the case and that <clears throat> um the more upset we are, the more heavy-duty our response is. The less they learn. The, the less they learn. Um, because 
they get reactive, they feel scared, they feel worried, and all of their focus is on their sense of self, their sense of place and worthiness. Kind of fight or flight too. Rather than, why shouldn't I have done whatever it is? And so it's really, really, it's a big ask to say when they do something that you don't want them to or when you really want them to do something that you need to calm down enough to be able to approach it so that they're receptive. That is basically what it is, but it is really hard. And I think just our culture makes it so that if you want someone to do something or not do something, you either reward them or praise them to get them to do it again, or you shame or punish punish or give consequences so that they won't do it again. And that is just the way we work. That is what we've always done. And that is not necessarily the way to build your kids' skills Mm -hmm. and to build your relationship. That is the way to get something done sometimes. It can be be effective. But means to an end. Like, but there's another way, which is loving unconditionally, showing you love unconditionally. Mm -hmm. Yes. Saying sometimes I'm feeling frustrated, being honest about those things, but Mm -hmm. separating your feelings about Mm -hmm. what's going on, um, from your child's behavior. Mm -hmm. I think tackling that in, you know, yeah, like separate way. About separate way. But I think that it's really hard because people are like, "Well, it does make me mad." I do love them a little bit less in a kind of side way. Mm-hmm. Um, so by not being bothered, that would be disingenuous. That would be inauthentic. I would be mm-hmm. hiding how I really feel about it. And so I think this is more than just a behavior; it's a belief mm-hmm. that that we should love them all the time, and that they are lovable no matter what they do. And I think that. That's how we need to be treating ourselves too, and thinking about everybody yeah. in our life that's, that they're doing the best they can. I mean, with we the talk about this have. almost every single empowerment we try to use with our partners and with each other as well. Mm-hmm. And this one comes up a lot because how would you feel if you fucked up somehow, made a bad choice, like got in a car accident? It was an accident, or what if or like you forgot to mail the taxes in, or something, or even not an yeah. accident, but something right. where you just couldn't handle yourself and you got mad and you said something mm-hmm. that you regretted or whatever it is, wouldn't you want your partner to separate you as a person from what you'd done? Or do you want, would you always want to assume that's a demotion? That's a demotion. Mm -hmm. That's a demotion. Nobody wants to live like that. Nobody feels good worrying about the people in their lives who are supposed to be there for them, no matter what, Mm -hmm. caring about them the same way, like no matter what. Um, and I think that people are driven to this because they don't know what else they can do to mm-hmm. sure. to but, communicate what they need. But this can be really, really problematic mm-hmm. in a lot of ways because when we attach our affection or attention or um, praise mm-hmm. or whatever it is on something our kid does, then they may do more of that, whatever it is, for a little while. Research actually shows that it can kind of actually undermine them doing it more because it's connected to us in this really weird way and not from them. But um, punishing or using consequences or just even looking really mad and disappointed in them, that can cause them, it distances us from them. Mm -hmm. And it's a feeling they don't want to feel. So guess what? They're going to start hiding things. Guess what? They're going to start lying. Guess what? They're going to feel stressed and start acting up more. It is not the way to connect with your kid and to help them manage their problems better. Mm -hmm. It's just a way for us to just react and to control them in the immediate fix kind of way. Um, And it's so easy to do. Like, it's so easy. That's just what our society does. So this is a really big one. Really, really big one. Really big. Yeah. We parent side by side. While we ultimately call the shots in our family, we strive to make space for our kids to experience agency in their own lives. 
from conflict resolution to cleaning to caregiving, cooperation builds their independence and honors the fundamental partnership that is family. We talk about side-by-side parenting a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's in those moments that we realize that it's been more of a kind of top-down, top-down dealio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, usually when we're feeling driven to control, mm-hmm. we're feeling powerless. Um, and we use this empowerment to remind us to work the buddy system. Get mm-hmm. get side by side. Think of this as a big partnership, as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. And obviously not in a way that where we're giving our kid too much responsibility yeah, emotionally or logistically. Not where we're letting them walk all over us or do whatever. But the idea is that we're a family. We're we can be a collaborative network. Everyone can do what they're developmentally ready mm-hmm. to do. And that requires a lot of calibrating every moment, every day to be like, can they take this on? Can we work on this together? Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what parenting is, is that, that you know, kind of process of scaffolding with your kid and with yourself. What can I do and what can they do? And I release. And then what can I do again? And, and then you have to pick up the slack up. and then you release. And, yeah, but it's, it's yeah. a constant kind of juggling act in that way. But that's mm-hmm. what side by side is. And with the aim of then building skills sooner and learning how to to work in the world collaboratively. But that's the big ask with this one is having that patience Mm -hmm. to sit through a lot of slower things. Like when you uh, do laundry side by side, you don't get much laundry done. Mm -hmm. Um, When you're, you know, doing conflict resolution side by side, it's easier to say, go to your room. And we'll start fresh once I've calmed down, whatever, mm-hmm. or time out or whatever it is, mm-hmm. than it is to say, what's going on here? Let's problem solve this. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? What could we do yeah. differently? What's happening? Because that, that's the messy. That's the plain in the gray. That's the yeah. tough times. So side by side requires a lot of patience and it requires a lot of work. But like Hannah said, it's mm-hmm. it pays off in dividends. It's your kids are going to be, you know, doing dishes quicker they're going to be solving their own sibling problems faster that's the that's you the know. thing is that it it i feel like it's a little bit more work on the front end to get used to it and then it's it's a system and a a way of living that takes off on its own and we've already begun to see that mm-hmm. happening and it's really exciting um yeah yeah we play the long game Profound and long-lasting growth in our kids requires us to forego quick fixes and the need for immediate results. Staying true to our values while patiently trusting in the process nurtures their sacred journey of growing up authentically. Mm. This is a uh, one that we talked about a little bit in our last Empowerment mm-hmm. and Dear Upbringing episode, where it is in some ways like the last stop, yeah. the final stop on the on the train, mm-hmm. and and it's. While it's the final stop, it's also just the fucking beginning because mm-hmm. it's the final stop in all of the things that you feel you can do. And when you are powerless and worried and um, all of those things, you get to the empowerment of playing the long game where you are forced to trust. Trust in the process, trust in time, trust in your child. In the baby um, steps. Yeah, and that yeah. It, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And and that that's a big one because it feels complacent it feels like oh the long game they'll get there so I'm just gonna sit on my ass and whatever yeah. um, 
but it's not. No, and no. I think it, it's easy in our culture to be like, I want immediate results. I want mm-hmm. quick fixes. I I want my kid to act like an adult now or sooner. Um, we, we just were very results-driven culture, and I think that the long game is about looking for those little victories um, when they come up and when they happen and celebrating mm-hmm. those things. It like takes this moment and it just expands it out all mm-hmm. the way so that you can... <clears throat> just be honoring those smaller things. There are a lot of like really uh, a plus things to it too. I mean, it also takes, again, another thing that takes the pressure off off to say, I have faith that I'm doing the work with all of these other things in all these other ways. And I just have to trust that little by little, day by day, moment by moment, challenge by challenge, things are going to improve and and we're going to feel better and do better. Well, I think that a lot of it is about um, Growing up authentically, which is what we mentioned, mm-hmm. um, having a belief that things unfolding in an authentic way has more value than mm-hmm. them unfolding controlled by you sooner, <laughs> sooner, potentially yeah. sooner. But I think when we can you re- give an example? Well, w- when we relinquish control, that's worrisome because it throws us into a fear spiral of is this going to happen? When's this going to happen? And if I'm not controlling, if I'm not controlling it, what's Mm going to happen? And I think that's what it is, is this big trust is a leap of faith. It's Mm -hmm. a, it's a a release and a relief. And it's about the belief in something greater that, and that, and something truer Mm -hmm. that when you let your child roll over for the first time, totally on their own, unaided, it shows they were ready and they did it. And that was all them. That was all them. When when your kid says thank you for the first time because you haven't been prompting them, that means they really are feeling gratitude. They've heard you say it. They've seen you say thank you. They've they've really created a deeper understanding and connected with their authentic readiness for whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what playing the long game is, is looking for the value in authenticity in authentic progress Mm -hmm. not progress on your timeline Mm -hmm. on your watch based on your fears and your schedule and your expectations right that's a real gift yeah yeah so those were the empowerments if you're still here (laughs) does this sound like a bunch of crazy babble i asked kelty i was like do people want to hear this stuff like do they care about this stuff and she was like you don't care. She's like, I don't care. I don't care. We care yeah. about it. And I think this is... I know one of our friends is watching this. Um, I know. <laughs> I think She's this watching. is equal parts our process. And then also, you know, maybe pe- people will listen to it and it will resonate somehow. Mm-hmm. It will make you think, I totally think that. Or I've never thought of that. Or I totally disagree. Mm-hmm. And all of those things <clears throat> can just hopefully help you stimulate thought and build awareness and mm-hmm. get some intention on what does matter to you and how you do feel about Make your things. own empowerments. Make your own empowerments. R- write, write them down, yeah. Yeah, but this idea is um, to build your own unique philosophy to your own family because we know our families best. We know what feels authentic and really good to us. And that's what we're trying to stimulate with these conversations and mm-hmm. with this stuff is what sounds good, what feels good. Just creating awareness around <clears throat> what our values are and how those actually kind of like trickle down and translate mm-hmm. like in the little choices we make and in the hardest moments mm-hmm. um they are a choice we we are choosing even when we feel like we're just riding and reacting right. we're choosing and then lastly that this is all about 
progress, not perfection. So Mm -hmm. these are not about like getting to dominate them and then they're done. Oh, check that one off the list. So keep in mind too, that this, this is just the work and defining the work can feel really intimidating sometimes, Mm -hmm. but it can also just feel really relaxing and clarifying to be like, okay, what is my work and what is not? And to just get clear on that. Mm -hmm. So that is what, how this helped us definitely taking things off our plate. Yeah. But we're interested in your opinion and your thoughts on all of this. So feel free to DM us or respond. However you do online. We have a phone line. Yeah. Kind of cool. No one's called it yet. No. That could be really fun. Give us a ring. Yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. That's a wrap. See how good we are when we riff? That was fun. That was fun. So head on over to our website at upbringing.co or on YouTube where you can watch the stunning display of courageous awkwardness that you just heard. I'm excited to get going with the actual Dear Upbringing and Power Up episodes. Me too. So a final farewell for the kids? Yes, our affirmation to you. You're doing an amazing job. We're so proud of you. We're right here with you, taking steps to better understand ourselves, our kids, and one another. Thanks for being here. We're all growing up together. Till next time.